Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on September 25th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Hallie Parkins with the Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to them, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to prove himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and took off leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came from the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came upon him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, treating him with oil and wine. Then he took him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you what more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said to him, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. A few weeks ago on a backpacking trip, my friends and I were hiking part of the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail that runs or ambles from south to north along the east side of Mount Adams. And it was incredible to stand so close to a mountain I had only seen in the distance from Mount Rainier. And as we hiked up to meet the PCT, Mount Rainier came into view and we were so captivated by that mountain. But as we continued to hike, another mountain was unveiled then to the left of Rainier, the big cut of the eruption in view. It held us in awe from the moment we first saw it and then kept us there uh, in our imagination as the day passed into evening and we watched the sun go down over the horizon, over Mount St. Helens. The last flashes of the light over the clouds appearing at sunset. And I was very much aware we were standing in view of three massive volcanoes of the Cascade Mountains in southern Washington, giants in their own right. Each one contains such beauty and potential for eruption, potential to create new earth, to change the landscape in unrecognizable ways, to change lakes and blow down trees and change the courses of river with ash. It's amazing to be here on Mount St. Helens today to witness the unveiling of a mountain from behind the clouds, the crater and lava dome beginning to show through in much anticipation and hope that we could finally see the mountain. And it is incredible too, to witness a whole mountain changed and creation recovering all around us, plant life taking root and growing. 
We are witnesses today to the way life emerges in the aftermath of incredible force and destruction and find renewal in life that breaks forth from new earth. So here we stand also with a story in our Christian scripture so familiar and dear to us with a commandment to love God, to love our neighbor, and to love ourselves. In my mind and heart and soul, and I think in your minds and hearts and souls, our love of the earth is part of that commandment to love God and to love our neighbor and to love ourselves and our sacred calling as followers of Jesus. A friend of mine took the question, who is my neighbor in this parable and asked again, what if the neighbor in the story is a mountain? And she had ties along the East Coast. So the mountain she had in mind was a coal mining one in Appalachia. And for me, she held up a reminder of all the ways that we fail to love our neighbor, where we do things that harm one another and harm the earth and cause a severe and, uh, and tremendous impact in our lives. And the example of the coal mining Appalachian Mountain, it includes an environmental impact of the coal mining town on the people, the dust in the lungs of the miners, the environmental devastation of coal mining and the mountain herself, pollution and contribution to climate change and the burning of coal. And also the calling to love the mountain, to love the earth, also lifted up for her different ways to care for those mountains in Appalachia envisioning new ways of human beings making a living in that part of our country and different energy sources and healing of bodies in the land. All of these flow out from the love of God we know through Jesus. And as we consider our neighbor in this part of the world, the volcanic mountains too, we hold Mount St. Helens as our neighbor with great and devastating power and hope and renewal of life in the earth. The very earth of the mountain herself has the power to shape and reshape the landscape of this whole part of our world. We witness the healing and life-giving ways the earth changes and continues to give life. Mount St. Helens is a dynamic neighbor, one that has a huge impact on our lives, one that opens up a question of what it means to see and care and help bring forth life in this world. Many of you have memories of the mountain erupting, of being woken up in your bed on a Sunday morning when the mountain erupted and knocked out of your bed while sleeping. And in Bible study this week, someone shared a story of the shock and frustration that church was actually canceled on a Sunday morning. Some of you might have also been able to see the columns erupting from this part of the Puget Sound and feared for, one's, for loved one's safety in the vicinity of the mountain. Or you might remember how the sky darkened and the ash made day into night and fell on crops throughout eastern Washington. I've heard even across the country and across the world, a haze was present in the air and on the horizon from the eruption of this mountain. So we live in the neighborhood of active volcanoes. And while that sends a shiver down my spine, I'm also aware of the dependent and inextricable place we have in the balance of this created world. We live within an ecosystem that has shaped and altered us. And we know too the ways our lives impact the earth in great and devastating ways, and the ways that give hope and renewal of life. We see the deep need of the world and see our ways of ignoring what we need to do, how we can care, and just passing through um, impacts that uh, people with affluent lifestyles have 
um, and the impact this has in a disproportionate uh, way on climate change. We see the impact of human development, deforestation, pollution, all of this is part of our, our way of interacting with the environment in negative ways. And then there are hands that are active in projects that bring hope, ways that care for the earth with sustainable energy and tree planting and so many more. I know you can name those projects as well. For me in this whole season of creation, one of the questions we live into is what if we are to love God's creation as our neighbor, as we love ourselves? What if the climate of the earth is our neighbor, something worthy of stopping and noticing and caring for in all the ways that change our life and change the course of what we might be moving towards? And I know for some of us, this feels impossibly big, like we are changing the world, but our own lives depend on the well-being of the earth. It is the ground and source of our being. And this friend who went on to write, more about this question of who is our neighbor, I said, it is the responsibility of Christians and of all people to respond to environmental challenges before us with neighborliness that breaks down the human-centered um, way of reading and exploring our Christian scriptures. In our interpretation of the story, we must be on the side of life. In a closed system, while our, all energy and matter is recycled in a constant and never-ending flow, we must think about how best to enliven all creatures, human and non-human, God's creation, the sacred ground of being that is our plant and our physicality, the ground and source of our being, has an inherent worth that is groaning and crying out. If God is on the side of helping us gain life, physically or spiritually, we must reimagine those narratives with interpretations that speak to the ecology of our world. So in this place where life is emerging, where human hands are present in the care, we give thanks to God and continue this great Christian calling. Amen.